Okay, Baruch Hashem, every week to begin to begin with the Maim, to begin learning the Maimer from Alter Rebbe from Balatanya, <coughs> Maim Rabin. We're entering into a we're entering into the difficult part of the Maimer because because the Rebbe is going to be bringing up the Rebbe is going to be bringing up certain concepts that are that are uh, really only understood al Kabbalah and since and since we're not students of Kabbalah it it makes it a little bit um, complicated nevertheless because of the commentary here because of the parish uh, it's going to be Mr. Shem smooth smooth sailing uh, and like everything else in Avedis Hashem, um, this is just a, a preparation, a hachana, the beginning of something that we have to work on much, much more. Because we're talking about an Indian that everything in life, our entire life, really depends upon understanding this properly. Uh, navigating through the Mayim Rabbim, through the stormy waters of the world, so the Alter Rebbe says, not only are we, not only does Hashem's Baruch encourage us to manage in the floodwaters of this world, but other Abba, as a result of being in the Maim Rabbim, as a result of going through the Maim Rabbim, a person's Avayda Hashem is intensified. Not only is it intensified, but he's able to achieve an attachment to Atzmas Ar Einzayf Baruch to the actual, to the actual Infinite One Himself, to Hashem's Baruch Himself. Masha'enikim, which is not the case, even in the world of truth, we're there, as Chazal tell us, we're able to experience a ziv v'ha'ara, we're able to experience a ziv and a ha'ara, something, a glimpse of Hashem's presence, something of Hashem's presence. Masha'enik came when you or I, with all of our tirdas, with all of our preoccupations, and all the confusion of the Maim Rabbin that we're in, if we're still trying to get up into Davin and to and to quetch out the Blad Gemara, and to be able to to try somehow to be able to be matzliach each day a little bit more so meirana seitayif to try to look away from things that we shouldn't be looking at to try to look at things that we should be looking at and so on that that is somehow that through that we're able to be pile this this midah of yahaftas hashamakacha v'chol levavcha v'chol nafshcha uv'chol ma'idacha uv'chol ma'idacha which Chazal have revealed to us that v'chol ma'idacha means the means the Malcham Avis, and that's what we're up to. Let's just review on page Yud Aleph. The Nikris Bechinis, let's go over the text on top and then see inside the parish. The Nikris Bechinis Ahavazu Bechinis Shuva. This love for Hashem that a person is able to experience in this world. In this world of Maim Rabbim, with all the preoccupations with Parnas and with children and all the difficulties that we go through, this Bechina, this quality of love is, is, is a Bechina, is the Bechina of Tshuva, which is Shuhu Becheli Yaser, which is with great strength. That Davke, a person whose Avaidis Hashem, was held back. Only a person who was deprived, for whatever reason, either for external or for internal reasons. Last week we spoke about some of these in Yonim, 
as far as what's happening in America nowadays and after the Holocaust. But certainly, the whole Seder, the whole Seder El Pesach, we've spoken about very often. According to the, according to many Rishonim, especially in the Chuvas Arash, the Seder El Pesach must must take place by way of question and answer. In other words. You know that there's a basic question in halacha: What is different about the requirement to to, to, uh, to tell the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim Pesach night and the mitzvah deraisa, the Torah commandment that we have every single day of the year to remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim? And there are many explanations of what's the difference between the mitzvah of Pesach night and the entire year. The Chuvas Arash and the Chuvas Arash, the Rosh, it tells us that midaraisa. The story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim on Pesach night has to be in a question and answer form. Ad Kedekach, that the Gemara tells us, the Mishnah says, that even if a person is, God forbid, by himself on Pesach, he's by himself, he has to ask the question and he has to answer a question. Which Lachari would say doesn't make sense. Which person th- what's the tachlis of asking oneself a question and answering the question? So why does the Dafka have to be in question and answer form? So the Swamakadashim talk about this Bariches, and it's exactly what we're learning here, that the question means the question always means darkness. A question means not knowing. A question means not having. The question means the uncertainty of what's going to be. The question means the Maim Rabbin, the waters of this world. That's a question. And the and the answer the answer when somebody has an answer following a question, it's not the same thing as just telling somebody a piece of information. Every good teacher knows how to ask the right questions and, and, to, and to ask the questions in such a way that the students, will, will, that the students will, will, will search for an answer and when they have the answer, the answer is with such simcha. The answer is so exciting. But if a teacher just gets up, the worst teachers are the ones that get up and just tell you, a, B, C, D, this is the information, so take this, do whatever you want with it. Those are not real teachers. The real teachers are the ones who, call, who ask questions, and the children, the students begin to wonder, begin to wonder, and to search deeper than themselves, and they're in a place, in that place of not knowing, they're in a place that's called darkness. It's the Mayim Rabbim. But then, when, they, but then when, the, when the students are able to struggle and to come up with the answer, that's, that answer is an answer, the answer that comes after the question is like the light that comes after darkness, or it's like the, it's like the, uh, the beautiful music that comes after, after um, dissonance, not hearing, not hearing sounds in a clear and good way. The, the music that follows, the or the, the, the light that follows Chayshech is infinitely, is infinitely more appreciated, more beautiful, and more inspiring than if it would have just been light without that. It's like that with anything in life, and we were talking about that. That, the, that, that therefore, the Rebbe is explaining, Shabbat davke mitarcha that the Ahavas Hashem, the love of Hashem that a person can experience, that comes davke mitarcha chayshech, that davke from the darkness, that's what it means, a question and answer. Receiving the Torah after being in Mitzrayim. Being in Eretz after being in Chutz Laretz. Right? All of that. And I, I once mentioned that even though I, I don't know anything about biology, um, the way that the body works with holding the, the blood, and then the blood is gathering force, and then, and, then, and, then it, 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 and then it's driven throughout the entire body, so there's that instant, there's that brief, tiny little millisecond, whatever it is, 
where the entire body is saying, Man Nishtahna, like asking Akasha, what's going to be, hey, what's going on? The lights are out. What's going to be, what's, every single organ of the body is saying, what's going to be? And then, and then all of a sudden there's an answer. And the answer is, Ah, Machai, here comes all the blood, Machai. Everything's back in, but there is that second of the question. There's that second of not knowing. There's the second of not having. There's this, that, that piece of not having. It's like that, like you see the Bechlal, when children, children who are living all the time at home, they're always at home. They grow up constantly being at home. Even though it seems like it's the most beautiful thing, because they have the answer. They're, they're living with the answer. It's not, always, it's not always a good thing. But when they're away from home, then they have a little bit, they have a question. And then, and then when they come back home, then they have the answer. And it's much better, it's much more gishmak than just having information, than just having parents, having a house. It's when, it's when there's a question, even though we don't want people to suffer, God forbid. It's not l'chathil that we look for suffering. But that's the meaning of, that's the meaning of the kashas, that's the meaning of a kasha. And that's what Ibn Ahmed said, and I've said many times in shul, that kasha, which means, which means I don't know, a kasha, the fear kashas. Akasha, Rabbi Nachman said, Kufshin Yud Aleph is the Isis Shma Hashem Kaili Akra. Listen to me, I'm screaming to you, I'm calling out to you. Is the Isis Kasha? Kuf, Kaili, Shma, Shma, Shin, Shma, Yud is Yud, Kevav, Hashem, Ekra, I'm calling out to you. Shma, Shem, Kali, Ekra. Akasha means that I, means that I don't know, and the only way that I will know is if I, if I, if I, if I chase after, if I seek it. So the Rebbe says that a, the Rebbe says that a person's Ahavas Hashem, the Ahavas of Hashem that a Jew that, that, a, that a Jew can achieve in this world, and the Neshama sent into Chayshech, and the Neshama sent into the Ma'im Rabbim. Let's remember that it's called Mein Noach, right? The flood was called Mein Noach, and a coined Chassidus Mein Noach does not mean to say, Ah, Noach, you're guilty. It's your fault. Even though, even though we see Chazals like that, and certainly in the Musa Svarim, that's like you know, it's the Noach bashing like all the time. That uh, it's not—it's hard to even see in the Swarm. I mean, Sofkos of Hashem called him a tzaddik. So how come everybody is bashing him? But in the Swarm Akedoshim, we're told that Mein Noach, Mein Noach means Naichla Ela Naichla Sata. It's a lashon of Nachas Ruach. That what? The Davke, the Nachas Ruach of Mein Noach is that following the flood, following difficulties, Davke in the floodwaters of earning a panas and all the tzaras. This world is my Rabbim. Is the davke from that can come out the biggest chiyus, the biggest life, the biggest aura, the biggest avos Hashem. So that's what the rabbis explain. Shabbat davke mitoycha chayshech shahaya oisek rak ben yonim gashmim behevli oylam. Lefisha yisun haor who mitoycha chayshech davke because there's a benefit, there's a beauty of light that comes davke mitoycha chayshech. V'nikra havazu bechinis bechol ma'idecha the rabbi says. This is what it means in Kriyashma when we say bechol ma'idecha, which is the word ma'id. Which we understand, I think in the English they usually translate as possessions, is that true? Possessions? Maudecha? Okay, that's a very, that's, that's true. That's true, but it's, it's a very weak, it's a very weak and, uh, it's a very, very weak and, and uh, superficial translation. But it's not the translator's fault, because how are you supposed to say the whole, you know, you can't translate everything the way, you're just supposed to look for one word. It's very hard to say the real thing. But Bechol Ma'idecha means what? Shublig Mamish. Ma'od. Ma'od means without end. It means infinite. Oh, that says all my might? Okay. That's, that's, that sounds a little better. That sounds a little better. So, so it means without, but my might also means something finite. It means something that has a limit. Bechol ma'idecha means anagvul, without a gvul, without without boundaries. Shabbat davke men ahipoch shuach chayshich becomes davke from the darkness. That's the holiness of the paraduma. 
That's the whole meaning of Avram Avinu. They came from Terach. What does it mean Avram Avinu came from Terach? How do we begin the Seder of Magid, the Seder of the Haggadah? Mitchila Oiv Devadazar Hoyot Machlok Zuma Rabbin Shmuel Mitchila Oiv Devadazar Hoyot Zayin. In the beginning, our ancestors were idol worshippers. That's the Kasha. What? Idol worshippers? What kind of crazy thing is that? That's my my Zayda was a yeah. Our Zayda was an idol worshipper. It says in Haggadah. Somebody's asking, why do we have to begin Haggadah with such like, it's not nice to talk about such things. Why can't we talk about when life really began? Like in Muncie or Flatbush, something like that. Why do we have to talk about, why do we have to talk about Mitchilo? You're the same. It goes back, and the Zayda was from, from a place that now, that now the, well, what place? The Americans are now conquering these villages, these towns, where our Zaydis, where our Zaydis come from, right? So why do you have to say Mitchilayv David Azar? He was They worshipped idols. So now the Barishlam brought this to you because the Mitchila is the Kashi. Remember we talked about last week. We don't want to send our children into those places. That's what we talked about last week. That's what we got we got off into the whole side thing. But we don't want Lachachila that our children should have to go through darkness. We don't want Lachachila to send our, our children back to, to grow up with Terach. We don't want them to grow up with Terach. We want them to grow up. We want them to grow up with Avinu, not with Terach. But the Barishlam has his way of sending us all for visits with Terach. You know. Hashem sends us to, to the Zayd a little bit. Every now and then we get sent back to the Zayd. How does that happen? Some people register to be with the Zayd. You know, if you go to college, you're registering, you're registering at the University of Tarach. All different places. You, a person goes to all kinds of things in life where he's going back into the world of Tarach. And even if you don't plan it, Hashem's book sends you back to Tarach. And why? Because Tarach is a kash. Tarach is what's going on. What's my life all about? Why am I doing this? Who am I? What's the tachas of my life? It's a kash. But Davka the Rebbe says that from that darkness comes to Bechalm Ha'idecha. Shabbat Dachman Ahipach from the opposite. Shua Choyshech. Huh? Oh, is that what it says? With all my resources? Wow, okay. So that's a fancy word for possessions, but it's a little bit better because it could mean also emotional things. Not just, that's better, that's good. It, it means not only, not only my physical resources, but it means my Bechlal. That's better. So Chazal say this that when it says in Torah that the Shalom saw the world was good, that means that means the the good malachim, it means the nice malachim, the white malachim, it means everything that's good, it means yeshiva, it means um, Shabbos, it, it means everything good, it means everything is great. That's Taiv. But then when it says Taiv Ma'id, on Taiv Ma'id, so Chazal say that's talking about the malacham the angel of death. And the angel of death means terach, it means darkness, it means all the crazy stuff, right? That's the Malcham Avis. So how can be toiv ma'id? So he says, Shayyadaya hipuch vachhoishach davkish ubuchinis nefesh bahamas. The opposite of the nefesh alakis is nefesh bahamas, the animal soul. Davkish through the animal soul. Yichalum lovel ubuchinis ahavas bechomaydacha. You can reach the highest level of what? Bechomaydacha. Which is bleak gvul mamish, which is without gvul mamish. Now we're up to in the in the commentary. We need a very very important, a very important uh, summary and introduction to the next section, because the next section, hold the the next section is going, as I told you, is going to enter into an Indian, the Indian of the Eilam and the Eilam Atikin, and the Indian of Shiris the shattering of the vessel. <coughs> which really, I mean, says people like us are not prepared for these inyanim, but. Uh, but we have to learn to understand these inyanim in a way that's nigla for, on our level. Uh, but these are concepts obviously in Kabbalah. We're going to be learning something that's going to seem initially very shocking. That we're going to see that the, that the Rebbe says that the Nefesh Bahamas, the animal soul, 
which means that part of us that that is that that has terach in it, that part of us of that part of us that has the kashas, that 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 darker part, that the nefesh Bahamas, it, it's makar, the source of the nefesh Bahamas is higher than the nefesh alakis. It's higher than the godly soul. The nefesh Bahamas comes from a higher shirish than nefesh alakis. Now, if we would stop at that sentence. They put out notices on us, and we'd all be in Chayim, God forbid, and everything would be clear, and we'd have to shut down the, the shul and shut down the, the Nefesh of Bahamas. The Chazal say that Taif Moed is the Malchamavis. The Rebbe didn't make anything up, that's for sure. Chazal say that the Malchamavis is Taif Moed. Taif Moed means that if, if the Yetzirah had Taif, is Tov, is good, and the Yetzirah, the Malchamavis is Taif Moed, that means we have to understand that. And, the, and what, what the Tanya says over here is not his own. It's from Chazal, it's from the Zohar Kodesh, and it's from Kisve Ari. Everything, everything is there. We need to understand on our level what it means. That how could it be that the Nefesh Bahamas comes from a higher Makar, from a higher source? And somebody asked me an interesting thing. I, I, had, a, I had a wonderful, wonderful Chashur, a person that I met. And he said to me that in his yeshiva... Well, the boys asked this Rosh Hashiva. The, the Rosh Hashiva is not a chassidish person, a very, very chassidish, nice Rosh Hashiva. And the, the, the boys once asked him when, when he was like in a, he was in a, you know, Shabbos de Kamud, and the boys were with him in Yeshiva, and they asked the Rosh Hashiva, what, what about these chassidish ma'isim? Like, what do we make of uh, the chassidim tell all these stories? And the guys like, you know, guys like chassidish ma'isim. They hear, they listen to a little bit to Reb Shleimer, they hear these nice ma'isim, then they start to look a little bit in Reb Zev, and you know, they chassidish ma'isim are beautiful. So the boys wanted to know. They're in this very strong yeshivas. They wanted to know, like, what do we do with these things? So we, are we allowed to read them? Are they good to read? So first the yeshiva said, you should know that they were big, big tzaddikim, these people. So he said right away, they were big tzaddikim. And we don't understand, they were great, great people. However, this is what he said. However, the reason that he says that, we, that by us, meaning by the literature, that we don't like so much uh, to go into these chassid shemaisim, it's not, he says, I'm not from those that say they're not true, or that I don't believe them. That's not, he says, that's not my mahalach. But the reason that it's not a good thing is because the stories are all glorifying uh, Moshe the water carrier, right? Who's the hero of most chassid shemaisim? The Pasha the Yid. Like the simple Jew is the hero of most of the chassid shemaisim. And we feel, he said, I guess in the name of, you know, the Rashi, whatever, we feel, he heard from his Rashi, I suppose, that it's downplaying the importance and the greatness of a Ben Tyre, of a Tamil Chacham. That the Tamil Chacham is the greatest Jew, and not the Pashtun. Not the simple Jew, but the Tamil Chacham is a greater Jew. And that the Chesed are always uh, glorifying the uh, the water carriers and the tailors and the schleppers, right? Uh, a lot, it's true, a lot of the Maisim are, 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 you know... <coughs> that's what told on Friday. Yeah, right? So it came out that the Tamil came out from that story worse than who? Than the, than the Pashti. So... And Badichva, you know, all the Maisim from Badichva, all the, all the Maisim Kedusha Slavia are... So... That's what he said. So he, he asked me, and I, and I said, you know, in all due respect, the only in all due respect to Rashiva, and I don't mean anything against this person, God forbid, the only way that a person could say such a thing is because he never learned Hasidus. He doesn't understand Hasidus. And because he doesn't, he never learned Hasidus, he doesn't understand the Chassidus that's not the chassidim. Well, the chassidim are, are, are downplaying Tamir Chachamim or Gedali Hatayra in these stories. God forbid, Chas v'Chalila. It's a davar poshut 
to all the chesim that the that that the Rebbe, the Tzad, the Tamar Chacham, the Rashiv is the is is the most noble soul. And but one doesn't one who never learned chesidus or doesn't understand who the Rebbe's were talking to and how they and how it was a chiddush in that world to be mechazik, simple people that never heard a kind word. Kemat didn't hear a kind word. I never heard a word of inspiration. I'll tell you another thing. It wouldn't be a bad thing if Rosh Hashivas and the Yeshivas nowadays would say some kind words to their students also and tell them that you're Gavaldi get Sadiqim and you have a big Milas and, and you could and, 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 and to tell them how good they are and, and to show them how how they have such great potential. It wouldn't be a bad thing. I don't think I don't think it would hurt Yiddishkeit. I think it, I could think it could have a it could have a dramatic effect upon Yiddishkeit. If 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 boys would hear uh, if boys would hear that not only not only Chassid from 300 years ago, from 250 years ago, but they would hear Maisim about themselves, that, that how Chashiv they are. The, first of all, this person didn't understand who the Tzadikim were talking to and why they were trying to lift up a, a world of Yidin that were mamish, mamish falling away from Yiddishkeit completely. Even though they went around with beards and payas, they were feeling totally lost and closed off, just like we are. They were feeling lost and closed off. And therefore, the Tzadikim was saying, a Chiddish! That these people, for them to hear something good about themselves and something real and something true about who they were, it wasn't against. We all know the stories about about the about the tzaddikim, about the about the gedolim. It wasn't against that, but it was something new for the people to hear Aleph. But that's not the pnimius. The pnimius, the pnimius, is only for the one who learns chesidus and understands that the makor of the olam tohu of the world of chaos and of the of the nefesh of Bahamas is higher. Than the, than, than the world of the Nefesh Elokis and the Ilam which sounds which sounds that sounds radical. In other words, when the one of the one of the one of the Chassidim that that upsets most the Hasidically challenged Jew is the famous one about the Baal Tanya himself, when the Tanya said that he envies he envies. I told this Ma'asim to you many times that that Jew who's working all day long and he's in his shop and 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 and. And it's busy, you know, and he's back and forth and schlepping. And then he looks out the window and he sees Gewalt. The sun is, uh, is setting. And it's going to be, it's Shkia. And he has to dive a mincha, right? He has to dive a mincha. And he, and he tells the, and he tells the people there, he says, Chevra, listen, give, give me two minutes. I have to dive and wait. Give me two minutes. And he runs to the back of the shop, the Tanya says, and he gives a krach, an anacha. And again, the guy, this Rosh Hashim doesn't know what it means when the Tanya says an anacha, a krach. He thinks it's the same krech as someone who lifts a heavy load. Oi. No. So, so he goes, listen, so he goes, and he, at the time he says, he gives a krech, and he, and he says, he washes his hands, he puts on his gartel, and he says, no, and he puts out a minuch of it too, and he gives a krech, and that krech is the krech of what he was talking about, about a Jew who's in the Maim Rabbim, who's chalishing to get out of the Maim Rabbim, and to be able to, to, to be able to be a real yid. The Tanya says that he, that I envy that minuch. So when the when the Misnagdim heard this Maisa, the they went nuts about this Maisa. And it's a Maisa which has a strong Kabbalah. It's not a Buba Maisa. It's it's brought down in the Swarm that the Tani he said it on more than one occasion and he said am in the presence of thousands of people. So the Muslim said, What kind of thing is that? You tell you're saying that that the, you, the Baal Tanya, who knew all the Shas and Pesukim when he's five years old and was one of the Goyim of the entire world? So you're envious of and the Baltani David Mincha for an hour and a half, whatever. You're envious of the Mincha of somewhat of some boor of some Amaharitz who goes over there in the back of the room and and he's got his head on ten different customers and he gives a krechs and he says Nashway that you're envious of his Mincha. <coughs> how can you how can you say it's happy curses?
It's just not understanding what he was talking about, and not understanding, not understanding chassidus. Just like I mentioned to you, that this person was able to write a book against against you know Chabad, where there are some valid, there's some valid points about the danger of some of the things that are going on in Chabad. There's no question, but that he, but but when it came to anything that has to do with chassidus and about the Rebbe, he just didn't he never learned it. He doesn't understand it. So how could you write against something if you don't know what it is? If you don't know what it is, you can't write against it. So those people are saying things against without ever learning it, without knowing it. So they don't realize that there's a madrig of Bechol Moedach, which is the Malach HaMavis. The Alter Rebbe was talking about that Chassid who's struggling with the Malach HaMavis, and that from that place of Choshech and darkness, that he's able to say in Ashrei, and he's able to feel suddenly that, that, that divine flow of light coming into his life for a moment, that, that, in, that in that moment the Ahavis Hashem is so intense, in the Maim Rabbim, and the Devekis Tashemesbrach that was able to pull him away from ten customers, that that Devekis is so intense, that, it, that we have, to, in order to understand it, we have to go back to the Shurish of where this Jew's Neshama comes from. That why is he stopping in the middle of work when he can make, when he can make another couple of cupcakes or rubles? Why is he stopping? Why is it that his heart is broken that he's in this place, in, this, in the Maim Rabbim? When he gives that Krechs before Minchi, you have to know where the Krechs comes from. The cracks is not coming from Amaratis. The cracks is coming from the cracks is coming from a very deep place. But if you don't know what a Jew is, if you don't know what the deep place is, then what does it mean? The cracks. Stam. This is a push the There's no. He's a nobody. He's a nobody. He should better. Leave, he should better close up and and, and, and go to Karlo for three years, and then he can really dive mincha. You don't think he wants to go to Karlo? And maybe he would be able to go to Karlo. But the mitzvah is that there are Jews who are in their mind Rab. And we have to understand what that means and what the minchas mean from the Maim Rabbim. <clears throat> so look, he gives a very, very important now in the bottom, in the italics. You see on the bottom where it starts the italics? That's where we were up to last week. Which is in, in a bracket, Lael. You have that? On Yudalaf, the left hand column in the italics. Lael, Huzber, Hatam, Shadavke, Shadavke. Uh, we've been learning that why is it, how is it that Davka, through the darkness we, we reach a level of, of love for Hashem that's without end, without Gvul and we're talking a lot about this on, on, on the, the, in the Arisa Tshuva here on Fridays that Davka the Rebbe says when a person feels how far he is from Hashem and that's the Yidu's davening Mincha he feels that he's so far from Hashem. And that's why you want to, about simple Jews, you know what, the Baal Shem Tov loves simple Jews. The Baal Shem Tov said, I prefer a Russia who knows he's a Russia over a Tzaddik who knows he's a Tzaddik. Because the Baal Shem Tov said, I, lo- I-, I love a Russia who knows he's a Russia more than a Tzaddik who knows he's a Tzaddik. What does that mean? He said, and when he said this also, this, this, this you know, forget him, it's not, how can he say such a thing? Because, uh, uh, the, that the Baal Shantav said that the Russian knows he's a Russian is closer to Hashem than the Tzaddik knows he's a Tzaddik. How could you say such a thing? It's the most shocking thing in the world. And if you don't learn the Indian, you don't understand what he's saying. He's not talking about Stama Russia who's brazen and who's a Mechutzev. He means a, he means a Russian with a kleiner race, you understand? It means a Russian who goes to the Seder. It doesn't mean a Russian who doesn't go to the Seder. It means a Russian who, who knows he's a Russian and is broken about it and is crying to Hashem that he's a Russian. He feels that he's so far. So the person who feels that he's so far from Hashem is closer to the person who thinks that he's right next to Hashem. So that he says that when a person, 
says, When a person feels, when that person who feels the great distance between himself and Hashem, is has the most unbelievable chuka with great, great love and longing, because the love here is a love of longing. La Hashem betzimorin godl with great thirst and great longing. Before Pesach, I always learn Shir Shim. I try to learn Shir Shim carefully, and on, and on Pesach, it's a very hard safe Shir Shim. You know, it's very hard safe. So, I had I had this thought. I was coming back from the Sumchah last night. It was Mansi Baruch Hashem, and I had this thought. So it's a long ride, you know. So I was thinking um, on the pasuk when it says Sholach Yodai Min Achar. It says that the beloved. Hashem is Baruch, who's the chasen, the, the young man, he reached his hand out from the opening, from the hole. Right? <coughs> that whole horrible thing that, 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 uh, I, that he went, to, that, 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 that he missed the moment of opportunity, right? So it says, Sholach Yodam he, he reached his hand out, he reached his hand out, Min from through the hole, through the opening. So I was thinking maybe what does it mean that Hashem is reaching out to the Kala through the through the hole? So I was thinking maybe it means through that hole in the heart of a person who feels so far from Hashem. What does it mean? A person who feels that he has no holes in his heart, everything is just fine. Hashem doesn't reach into that person. Hashem doesn't reach out to that person. It's when a Jew has a has a has a hole in his heart. Shalach Shalach Yodom and Achor. To how does Hashem's Baruch reach out to a Jew? Through the hole in the heart of a Jew. When a person feels, I'm not a sholem, I'm, a, I'm, I'm broken. I'm, I'm a broken, I'm a yachat, it's a broken matz, I'm not whole. Davkes Hashem is sholach yodai menachor. Because that person who feels that there's that hole in his life, he has a tzimoyin, he has a thirst to come back to Hashem. Cheska, I'm sorry, before you wanted to make a horror? Uh, no, 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 no,
It's true. And there's never been so much Torah Yeah. In quantity. Available to as many people, right. Not right. Not the quality of Torah, no. But the quantity of Torah for sure is more now than before. That It's available to more Jews. So there are, there are amazing things that are going on. That's, I was talking about that last week. There are amazing, amazing things that are happening. And all kinds of steers. There are more Jews that are being lost to Yiddishkeit now than, than Hitler. Yamashimo was, was destroyed. That there, there are more that are being lost. Maybe that's what it means. Say you lamad. I mean, I, I'm just thinking about this. You know, go out and look and see. <laughs> that Lovin tried to destroy everything. What did Lovin do, Safkosov? Lovin was trying to destroy everything? Paro, you mean? Paro was a murderer. What, what did Lovin want to do? Lovin just wanted the, Lovin wanted the family to stay. What's so bad? Is Aida's not allowed to have his grandchildren? Because Lovin doesn't mean, Lovin doesn't mean Hitler. Lovin doesn't mean murdering Jews. Lovin means, means the culture, means the street, it means, you know, it means, uh, it means that, it means that lifestyle. That's Lovin. Lovin doesn't, Lovin doesn't go with, with, uh, gas chambers at crematoria. Lovin has a different way. Lovin goes with the with the internet and the television and with the nice words and I only want to be with my grandchildren and what's so bad and if you stay here it's not so bad in this neighborhood because you know, whatever it is, Lovin is a Lovin is a lo, Lovin means whiteness. Lovin tries to whitewash everything. It's not to kill Jews, but the effects of Lovin, because Lovin lekros akol. The effects of Lovin are more devastating than the effects of Pyro and Hitler. You see, what's going on? It's more devastating. Seyulamad means go out to the street and take a look and see what's going on. Go out. Leave the Besmedish. Leave the neighborhood. We think that everybody, all Jews in the world are so from because we have five, six blocks over here that are religious. So I mean, it's a joke. Everybody thinks that the whole world, the whole Jewish world is Yushalayim of Bnei Brak. We have, we have a tiny, tiny little, a tiny little part of Klai Yisrael. And in that tiny little part, there are so many difficulties. But but say Lamad, just go. We just we can take a we can take a class trip to to, to Lindbrook. Lindbrook. What about go to the next town over here in Long Island? It's filled with Jews. Can I know they should all be healthy and well? Filled with Jews. Well, have no shachas to Yiddishkeit. Totally unaffiliated. Completely, completely t- uh, broken from Yiddishkeit. No shachas to Yiddishkeit. Those that already go to a conservative temple, a reform temple, that they still think that they feel Jew, they want to be Jew, but but. There's so many that are intermarriage and fail all these things. You don't have to go far. Let's say Ulamad, you don't have to go far away, Ulamad, to go see. And you could surround yourself in Bnei Brak with all the yeshivas, Kananahar, and all the, and all the mikvahs, and all the schools. You could surround yourself in Bnei Brak. Wait, and you don't have to, you can walk to Ramat Gan. You can walk to Ramat Gan. You can walk to Tel Aviv. Well, Tel Aviv is a little bit of Mahalo. But you could, you could walk to the next neighborhood. And you're not going to see Jewish children. Jewish children, like I told you, when I was in Israel last time, when I was in Israel last time, when I, when I went to Hamdav, when I, got, I had the school to spend a few minutes with you that day, so I, I was, so I went. I didn't tell you, I don't want to upset you. So right before, I, right before I saw you, I got myself a drink in the kiosk over there. You know, when you come up from the coast, there's you get a drink. I got some soda, and there were these Israeli kids. I told you the school, there were Israeli kids there. How oh, like noisy group? I don't know, but they, they were like on some teul or something. So, um, so. There was a kid. There was a kid that had that had uh, like tattoos, all kinds of stuff going on, and and hair like this, you know, with colors. A Jewish kid. So, um, so I, st- I was waiting with I was waiting with him. I asked him, you know, where, where are you from? Who are you? What are you? So, so I told the guys in shul. He told me his name is um, 
he told me that his name is, uh, uh, I don't remember his first name, I think it might have been Giora, something. But he told me his last name is Shapiro. Shapiro. So I said, oh, Shapiro. So I said, uh, I asked him, you know, where's the Mishpach? This is Ken, Ayali, Ezra, Saba, Amuli, Soya, Ezra, Rav, Ezra, Rabbi. So I said, who is that? So he says, the Megala Mukas. His Alta Zayd, the Alta Elta Zayd was the Megala Mukas. So I'm looking at him, you know, the Gewalt, the Megala Mukas' grandson. Not, not that he's not a beautiful person, he's a beautiful person. You can see right away he was very sweet, that he, had, he has all that holy blood like all of us, you know. But the Megalamukas grandson, he's got like hair, you know, it could be a Shoshanagah, he could hurt someone with his hair. And and the Megalamukas is the Megalamukas is his great grandfather. Huh? Unbelievable, Mika Amchi Yisrael. When Mashiach comes, it's gonna be such a Gavaldigit change. And when he's gonna meet his grandfather, and his grandfather's gonna talk to him, he's gonna explain to him what does it mean to be Yid that he didn't hear from his father. And the Megal Mukas is Vahishi Levavus Abanav Levanam Alavaisam and all those generations, everything's gonna be everything's gonna be filled in. So you see this, you can be standing by the Khrisla Maravi. Say you Lamad, you don't have to say go out and learn what love and tried to do, what did love and accomplish. In it's a so what love and accomplish. You don't have to go to you don't have to go to New York to see what love and accomplish. You can go up the steps from the Khrisal into the Raiva and you can see what love and was what love and accomplished. How did love and accomplish this? Not by killing Jews, God forbid. Not killing Jews. By what? By being nice to Jews. Everything's okay. Everything's good. Be like us, and so whatever, whatever that means. But we it's 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 a it's it's an amazing thing. The time that we're living in, the serious that we're living in, and, <clears throat> but that somehow that this that this Jewish boy that somehow from the chayshich of of that secular Israeli anti-religious thing that's going to come out from him the fire of his zayda of the Megalamukas, I believe it 100 percent. I believe that when Mashiach comes and this that this child is gonna is gonna meet his is gonna meet his family and there's gonna be a big Zarakti Alechem, there's gonna be a big a big mikvah for Klai Yisrael, so that this this kid is gonna be like, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be another it's gonna be another Megalamukas. His grandfather was called the Megalamukas. After the Sefer, the Megalamukas, that means the one who reveals the depths, right? It's Megalamukas. And I told you that, that I had the whole trip, and then the taxi, the last day, so then this one tells me his name is Benatar. I say, and I, I, I'm just having like this trip, and I'm saying, oh, Benatar, you wouldn't happen to have heard of the Arachayim. Did you just, oh, Arachayim, HaKadosh Betach. You know, it's, okay, he says, tell me, it's a Mishpoch, and this and that, and he went to Morocco, and back and forth, and there's Israel, and he was involved in all this stuff. He said, he's the, and then on the airplane, this one tells me, this guy comes along, the steward, not a stewardess, but a steward, and he tells me his name is Azulai. I said, Azulai, huh? I said to my wife, ask him if he, know, if he heard of the Chida. So she says, do you ever hear the Chida? He says, ma, Chida? Zasaba Shli Chida. So I, I came home like I came to America. It's a, very it's a good thing we have stupid names like Weinberger. You know, at least you know, uh, uh, you know, you have like regular names over here. You know, so nobody knows what this is. Achida, Azulai is his name. So Azulai, you know, you have a name like that. His name is Atar. So you know, we're talking. Who are we talking about over here? I Shapiro could have been a regular. Ashkenazic names are not so telling, but uh, but Shapiro, they have a lot of the Shapiros come from from the Galamukas. <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's from this chayshech, what's going to be such a mahapecha, it's beyond that, but there's a tzimon, there's a thirst, there's such a thirst for Hashem's baruch. 
there's a thirst for Hashem that, 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 that these people themselves don't know, therefore they think that they're thirsty for the, for the arcades, and they're thirsty for the girls, and they're thirsty for this, and that, but the thirst is, is L'shma, is Dvar Hashem, it's really L'shma, Dvar Hashem. So he explains like this, here in the coming section, the Alter Rabbi adds a deep in the Kuda. It's not just because of the darkness there's more light. It's that Davke, it comes min from within the darkness, the light comes. Now we have to see what that means. So you might think that means after the darkness, there's light. No, no, no. The Rebbe is going to teach us here that the, that the light comes from within the darkness. It's a, it's, a, it's a very big difference. It doesn't mean after. So you say, like, after the storm, it's Givaldic. After the darkness, there's light. The, the, what the Rebbe is going to add, what we're going to learn here is that min as it says in the Pesach, ki haor min from within the chayshach. So he says, kloyme lefiyat hamarishin, According to the first reason, Hu Gramba Alma. The Khoshech, according to the first thing, Khoshech is a Gramba Alma. Which means that the darkness, like in Halach, we have a concept of a Gramba. A Gramba Alma means it's an indirect, it's indirectly related to the light. In other words, I had this, I had a bad thing, the Khoshech, and now, getting out of that, I'm able to have intense joy. But there's no real direct connection between the darkness and the light. It's just that because there's no longer darkness, but Hashem I have light. But here there's a Nakud and Here there's something else. Here the Rebbe says, because the person was in a matziv and in a place of chayshech, he has a tremendous longing to get out of the darkness. Therefore, because of his tremendous, tremendous longing, he pulls himself out and he, you know, he gets to the light. He's able to experience this tremendous chukah, which is even greater love than the tzaddikim experience. Again, which the tzaddikim experience with their minchas. This longing is even greater. Until now we learn that the darkness which is oppressing the person is so strong that he can't take it anymore and he screams out from the darkness and he, and he breaks out from the darkness and his, 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 nephew, his godly soul is awakened, is aroused because, because of the darkness and he wants to break out of all boundaries and come back to Hashem which is, which is all we've been learning until now. And that's true. But there's something deeper here. He says, The tiny is going to explain. The advantage that it says in Pasuk, The advantage of what? Of the light that comes from within the darkness. It's not the light that I experienced as the relief of emerging from the darkness, which is also gewaldic. But that's not the oimek, that's not the depth. It's min ha-choyshech That in the darkness itself, the light is there in the darkness, and it has an advantage over what? Over light that is not in the darkness. We don't know what that means. Vahainu. 
the that when a person is able to transform the animal soul to darkness, lekedusha to holiness. as Chazal taught, it's brought down the Mishnah and so on. Bechol means b'shnei yitzrecha. Chazal said that with what, with all of your heart, means with both. With Shnei Yitzracha, with the Yitzra HaToiv and the Yitzra Hara, which we're learning here, it's the Malach HaMovitz. With Shnei Yitzracha, Shetzrichim LaHapachas HaYitzra Hara. That we have to bring over the Yitzra Hara, that the Yitzra Hara Shagam Hu Yavaz Hashem. That that part inside of us, the Malach HaMovitz inside of us, that that Malach HaMovitz inside of us should also love God. Now here's where he says the shocking thing. That the ahavas hanefesh abahamis lakadosh baruch that the love that the godly that the animal soul I'm sorry the love that the nefesh abahamis that the animal soul can have for Hashem he gedayluvatsuma yoisem yahavas hanefesh alukis is greater than the godly soul can have for Hashem fiyahava bilti mukbelas it's infinite love. The love that the Yetzir that the Yetzir Hara can have for Hashem, even though Nefesh Bahamas Yetzir is not exact, but just to uh, use the term here, that 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 love that the Nefesh Bahamas can experience for Hashem is Baruch, is greater than the Nefesh Elokis, is greater than Elokis, which doesn't mean that therefore a person should, that there, that doesn't mean that therefore a person should say ah so my Yetzir so I should therefore entertain these negative, these disgusting thoughts. I should go to the wrong places. I should read the wrong books. We're not allowed to, we're not allowed, God forbid, to, 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 to bring upon ourselves, to bring upon ourselves, Khalila, you know, anything that's not, anything that's not right, anything that's not, that's not good. We're not allowed to do such a thing. <clears throat> that's, that's why I said, some of you were by Shalashudas, a few of you by Shalashudas, so I said that, we did a piece in the Beisiyak of Nishbet, so I said, this is the one that I'm not doing. Uh, so the one that I didn't do is in the Beis Yaakov at the, in, in Tazria, two or three before the last stickle, on the piece that's the Kulay Hafach Lovan Tahar. Kulay Hafach Lovan means, now you know that in the Nagaim, in the signs of the uh, leprosy, it's not like, whatever that thing is, the, the skin disease, you know the white, the whiteness is a sign of Tumah, right? That's a sign of impurity, the whiteness. White is not good when it comes to the that's Lovin. That's Indian of Lovin also. Lovin Harami. Lovin is not good. <clears throat> Unless it's Kulay Hofach Lovin. If he's altogether white, if the wound is altogether Kulay Hofach Lovin, it's completely white, Tahar Hu. He's Tahar, he's pure. See, some of you might remember last year, during the time, we were, I was talking about the Milchama, the, uh, what was going on in the Milchama, well, the, what I was talking about was the Matzav and so we were learning a piece from Rav Kook and Rav Yaakov Meshchalap and talking then about when the matziv is so, so unbelievably, unbelievably bad that you see no way out. It's Kulei Hafach Lovin, Rav Kook says, Taro, it's a simon, that, that this is the most unbelievable, it's coming from the highest place. We don't wish it on any Jew. But Kulei Hafach Lovin, Kulei Hafach Lovin, like the Gemara tells us, if you have, a, if you have the debate, and this guy's being judged, the Ninefashis, right? He might, he might be killed if he comes out guilty. So the din is that if the if the Bezden, if everybody in the Bezden says that he's chayiv, if the whole Bezden agrees that he has to be killed, then he's zakai. You can't kill him. Right? Isn't that amazing? If the whole Bezden, if the whole Bezden says 
that he's that he's chayiv, you can't kill him. Kule hafach lavan, tarhu. How could that be? Without learning this sugi, we can't understand it. The Beisakov there explains. The Beisakov there explains that that mostly inside of a Jew there's a struggle. And because of the struggle between the Tov and Ra inside of him, that on the basin there'll be some people that say he's innocent and some that say he's guilty. The part of him that's struggling to be good, so there are, therefore there are going to be judges that, that see him in a good way. And the part of him that's falling, so there'll be judges that say he's bad. He's guilty. But if it's Kul Havach it means that there was something that went on in this guy's life that he had, the Imamish couldn't have any control over. Because a Jew's not, a Jew's not bad. I mean, bad, a Jew's not completely bad. Can't be. So how could it be that this? How could it be that he's doing something like this? That he did the craziest thing? So the base sacrifice because because it was without bechir. There was no bechir chavshis. It's like Yehuda and Tamar. What happened with Yehuda and Tamar? It's not for regular people like us. You understand? But by Yehuda and Tamar, so how could it be? So Chazal said there was a malach, a special malach, Hamumin Lataiva. That Hashem sent a malach to push him to go and to and to and to uh, go with the Tamar, who was dressed like a like a prostitute. That Hashem's Baruch pushed him to do such a thing. Hashem said the Malach, and the Malach is Mullah Taiva. So every single person that does the American say, Sure, I had a Malach and Mullah. I got, I, there's a whole, there's a whole, uh, a whole contingency of Malach that I'm Mullah by my Taivas. I didn't do this affair. It's a Malach and Mullah Taiva. <clears throat> so the Bishakim explains that Yehuda's heart was completely pure. Pure. How could he do such a thing? And, and, he, and he checked into the very depths of his heart. How could, he, how could he do such a thing? He's not a person that has tithes for, for these things. And yet something came over him. Something came over him and drove him across the street. Because it says in the Pesach, Bikesh, Chazal say, Bikesh Yehuda Lava. He's a tzaddik like Yehuda sees a woman dressed like, what, like a zayn. He runs across the street. So he's Bikesh Yehuda Lava. Hashem said the Malach Mula Taiva. And, and he did the Aveyu. He, he did the Maiser. And from that comes out Mashiach Tzakein, right? From that, from that mice, it comes out, comes out parrots, comes out boas, comes out dovid. <coughs> How can we such a thing? So the of rights over there, it's kula hafach lava. It's not shy. There was no bechir. That's what means that Hashem sent the malach and forced him. Chazal say that. That's not, that's not a, a, in this farm. It's not, Chazal say that Hashem sent the malach and forced Yehuda to go with her. So the Beis Yaakov just says that we don't know this about ourselves. Our job is to our job is to struggle. Our job is to be good. But there is such a thing that something happens for whatever reason in a person's life that Hashem has to bring that person to different madrigas. That sometimes something happens in a person's life, and you only know that it's true after you do tshuva. That it was beyond your it was beyond your bechir. It wasn't part of your bechir. Why is it that this kid brought up in a certain house that wasn't his bechir? Why is it that a, that a person is brought up seeing some disgusting things and, that, and because of that he has things in his head and he ends up doing something? It wasn't so much, it wasn't even Bechir with this. On the, on, on the Bezden, everybody would say guilty, 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 and Hashem says innocent. It's scary. The whole Bezden says guilty, guilty, guilty. Chayv, 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 Hashem says, everybody says chayv? Can't be. No such thing as you'd like that. Zakai. But if you'd have, if you'd have a, it would be Zakai and Chayiv. Okay, then he then he had the ability to be Mizgaber. There was good and there was bad. There was a Milchama. And he lost the Milchama. Okay, your person has to, he's Chayiv. <laughs> you, lost the, you lost the battle. But sometimes it's not your battle. You don't know that. But this person feels totally Tzibrach. 
But Hashem says, Kulay hafach lovan tarhu. That's what I was trying to say last year in that Indian. I was saying, when, when it's come to a point where people say that there's, we see no way, how could it possibly get better in Eretz Yisrael? How could it possibly get better? What's, it's not possible. The matzav is impossible. Kulay hafach lovan tarhu. In history too, there are things like that. That when it looks like to human eyes that it's kulay hafach lovan, that there's not even a little drop of what? There's not even one point of a part that's healing. Every single part is sick. Because that's what means kulay hafach lovan. Every part of the nega is diseased. Lovan, whiteness is disease in the nega. Kulay hafach lovan, the Bereshim says tahar, paskans tahar. Rav Kook said on this generation, on the generation before Mashiach comes. And that's how he explained, how could it be, Chazal said that Mashiach will come to a generation that's either entirely guilty or entirely innocent. Entirely, how could it be such a thing? Again, that doesn't mean, oh, so let's try to make everybody, let's all volunteer to be, uh, you know, to have Nagayim, God forbid, to be impure. And then if we all, if we can get a complete and total consensus, so then, then, uh, then Mashiach will come. Of course, we're not allowed to do these things. Our job is to just be Elohim and, and to, to fight on Muhammad. But the, but the Basiak was explaining the Indian of the Indian of, of Yehud and Tama, of Kulay Hafach Lovan, Tarhu. And the only way to understand it is with what we're going to learn. We're just we're not going to going to start now. But what we're going to learn next time as Hashem is that that the, that the root and the source of the Nefesh of Bahamas is higher than the nefesh is. And that's why, when so, if someone if someone makes the mistake, that someone that doesn't learn the Svam HaKadosh, never learn Chassidus, didn't learn Kabbalah, and he opens up, he wants to see, he looks in the Kutit Torah, and he looks, in, he looks where, he looks in the parasha, he opens up the Kutit Torah to the parasha of Yishlach, <coughs> sorry, the parasha of Yitzhak, he opens up the Kutit Torah to the parasha of and he sees over there, that, when it talks about Lavan, he reads some words in the Kisari, like all these people that, uh, that are reading the writings of the Rizal, and they see words, and I have, like, sometimes someone will come and ask me, what does this, what does this mean? I say, what do you mean? And everything until there, you know what it means? So what do you, what do you, because you opened up and you saw some sentence that's strange. So, so, so in the Kisari, in Pastor Vyayat, say, when it talks about Lavan, who we hate, the Lavan, Bikish Lavan, Lakers Hakol, he was going to destroy all of us. In the Kisari, it's called Lavan is the Indian of Luban Ha'elyain, which means the highest level of holiness, which is the crown, which is the highest level of godliness in the world, is Lavan. So somebody reads this. Can you imagine someone shows this to the Rosh Hashiva? Can you imagine someone shows this to the Rosh Hashiva? Rosh Hashiva that says the Chesedim Shows the Rosh Hashiva. Look, I found. And if he would, if you would cover up where it says Arizal, because the because the Litvish are afraid of Arizal also. So if you would cover up. And, and, and he would say, look, I saw this in the, I saw this in Noim Elimelech. That it says that Lovan is the, is the highest crown of Hashem is Luban. They would start to scream and to yell and so on. Until, then, you, then you show him it's from the Arizal. And then you show him how the Vilnagon spoke about it a thousand times. And now we have a problem. Now we have a problem. The Vilnagon says it. Uh-oh. Right? We have a problem. So what does it mean? The Luban Ha'elyon. What does it mean that the highest level Lovan is the crown? So without learning the Torah that we're going to Mitzvah start next time about Tayu and Shvirsa Kailu and the Ulamatik and the Ulamatahu. And again, on our level, we're not going to have go beyond that. So 
we really can't even enter into the sugya. So does Hashem. Um, next week is already out. I don't know the schedule. I have to talk to the guys. See what we're doing the next Monday. Okay, maybe it's shy. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll, you know, we'll fill you in on what the schedule is. Mitzvah will continue next week.